Alright everybody, welcome back to the Time of Life podcast hosted by myself, Liam, and Dominic where we talk about controversial topics, viral videos, to keep you motivated to do great things in the world. This is episode 20, and let's get started. So uh, this is going to be part two for the childhood nostalgia and embarrassing stories. So uh, Dominic, what, uh, what other stories do you have for us today? So I'm going to start out with probably the most embarrassing story I've ever ever had in my life or experienced in my life I should say so I'm currently taking a public speaking class only because I want to improve my public speaking and talking in front of everybody and see what my flaws are really and take them down and basically like construct this new aura I can't say that word aura or whatever it is yeah around me where now I can be like Boom, 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 boom. I can constantly public speak and have like no problem with it. And I could just like fly through it with it. But one reason I really wanted to start the podcast as well. And <laughs> part of like why I didn't at the same time, because I have a little bit of PTSD from <laughs> from public speaking the first time. So oh, let me fuck. let me take you down this road. So I was going to start in like student council. Like I got introduced to it in middle school, seventh grade. And I don't remember whoever the teacher was like doing the student. She was like the president of it. She wasn't like the president of the student council, but she was basically like hosting everybody and like getting everybody to be like, really good at their job basically and helping them. But, and then she came to me and she's like, do you want to be like run for student council? Because I like went to one of one of the, or attended one of the meetings. I was like, Oh, maybe I do want to do this. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm bored. I have no other, nothing else to do. So I went to the meeting somehow and eventually I got convinced to do this. And I was like, sure. Fuck it. I'll, I'll try to do this. And so what happened is I came up to her and I was like, okay, what positions do you have? She's like, let's see. I'm going, she went down the list, went down the list. She's like, how about secretary? It's like, it gets you in the ropes. It gets you to understand what student council is all about. So I'm like, fuck it. Okay. That sounds good. I'll start there. So I went home. I was all excited and everything. I wrote a speech, but here's where things start to take a turn for the worse. I went home and not knowing I uh, not knowing it was behind a camera because I thought it was in front of a crowd of people. Like I thought it was in oh, the auditorium. Yeah. yeah. So I, 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 know I went home that. thinking it was in front of an auditorium. So I wrote a speech in front of the auditorium because I wanted to get the crowd riled up for me. And what turned into that, I show up <laughs> to do it. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is behind a camera. I did not prepare a speech for this. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to read my speech. I wish, I wish I had this speech because it was the most embarrassing thing. I don't even remember exactly <laughs> what I said. I just remember two things. One, I said, I'm fucked. 
And <laughs> and number two, I was like reading through my speech, reading through my speech. And then I got to a point where I'm like, because I was trying to get the crowd riled up and everything. So I was like, who doesn't like fucking pizza? And that was like, I was meant to get a response from that. They're like, we do, we do. And... I got no fucking response to it, obviously. <laughs> so I was just sat there in fucking silence for two seconds, for like two to five seconds. And I was like, everybody fucking wants pizza. Why don't we have a pizza party once a month? And like I sat there in fucking silence, like no reaction, no crowd reaction or nothing. And I was like, yeah, free pizza. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. And then I was, I finished my speech and everything. And so it got all recorded, it all got put together, and somebody put it all together, and they didn't fucking bother editing that shit whatsoever. <laughs> and I was like, well, fuck. So we sat in class. I was in one of my classes and I'm like, okay, time to announce our uh whatever it was, the student council nominees or whatever, running candidates. And so everybody got together and we all sat in different classes and everything. So we was like our homeroom with like, we had like the furry first class of the day. And so she passed out, our teacher passed out all the poll cards, everything like that. And you're supposed to go down the line, like vote for who you want based on their speeches and everything. And then it went to me and I was like, oh, fuck, this is not going to look good. <laughs> I was watching that and I just wanted to fucking die in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> I literally I was watching. It, I was like, this is the most fucking embarrassing and like pointless interview I've ever seen in my life. And I just wanted to fucking turn the fucking projector off the entire time. I was like fuck this this is fucking weird and i've had and basically i had people coming up to me like the rest of the day and they're like you know it was your speech was fucking the most hilarious so i just voted for you <laughs> i was like holy fuck like maybe i got something to this like yeah. i make the most embarrassing fucking yeah. shit and people love to fucking vote for me. I didn't win, obviously. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if there was more people who were like, we just want somebody who's fucking fun, I would have been fucking it. But I, I think the only reason why they do like the polls and everything, I don't actually think it's the students that elect them. I'm pretty sure it's the teachers anyways. Really? Yeah, because they don't want somebody like embarrassing the whole school and yeah. everything. So I'm like... I, I probably could have won that. No, like, no joke of yeah, the, the no. most embarrassing fucking speech I've ever had in my life just because it was that fucking funny. Oh, my God. I mean, it. I saw everybody else in the class laughing at me. And I was like, oh, fuck <laughs> this. I'm like, so, I'm so fucking embarrassed. Like, I hate this shit. But, yeah, I obviously, I didn't win. And I took away from that moment saying I never want to do fucking student council again. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely... Uh Make you not want to run ever again. <laughs> Wait, was this in like eighth grade or? This was seventh grade. So seventh I grade? just got introduced to it. Oh shit! So it was like brand freaking new. So yeah, this kind of like reminds me of something <laughs> when I was in like when it was my first time in Vegas, and honestly, like Vegas is just like 
it's retarded like literally everyone's like everybody's stupid there let's be honest yeah everyone's in their own world that's like a whole different like world pretty much because everyone's like so fucked up and like doing all this stupid shit doing all the the cocaine and (laughs) (laughs) but um um so i was like i would say freshman sophomore in high school and i don't know i don't remember some specific parts but there's this one specific thing that happened that I do remember, and I remember the reactions, like, so well. So we were coming back from, like, this, um, I think it's, like, in Caesar's Palace. They have, like, this, like, thing where you, like, take a, they do in Italy. They have, like, the boats, and, like, someone, like, drives you. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, that. Um, So we're coming back from that, and I see, we see, like, these, um, you know, like, the people that like you take pictures with and they like ask for like a tip and so almost like street that. performers basically pretty much only they were like had like nothing on they're like like practically like half naked <laughs> and shit and isn't that like, ever girl on the internet <laughs> <laughs> and they're like asses were like bright red like they're <laughs> like i don't red. remember this i don't <laughs> but, i've never been to vegas so i, but, I don't but, know what to talk about but yeah anyway so i was like i'm gonna take a picture with them and you know, usually people tip them like forty, fifty dollars for just one picture. God right? damn! And so I I took a picture with them, and then like they kind of like told me before about like oh yeah like make sure like give us a tip and stuff like that. I don't remember what the recommended amount they said that I should give them, but anyway, we we took the picture. And, you know, it was just weird. Like, I was, like, holding their asses or some shit. <laughs> and then right after, they're like, okay, so, like, uh, yada, yada, can we, like, have a tip or something? And I gave them I gave them $2. <laughs> and they looked at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I just walked away. <laughs> hey, you got a tip. Exactly. You can't complain yeah, how much you get, though. Like, literally, I gave them, like, $2. And they're like, a dollar for you. For yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It sounds yeah. like uh, Home Alone, where he just gave him like chewed up gum. Yeah, right like into his was, mouth. Or no, was, it wasn't chewed up gum. It was a brand new piece of gum yeah, right to him. That was pretty much. That was pretty much it. But yeah. Uh do you ever? I know that actually reminds me of something else, though. Uh, totally different. Totally off topic. But when I was actually, I think I was. Six, I would like to say and I don't remember much about the story but basically I went to Cabo San Lucas or one of the islands Caribbean that's what it was I went to the Caribbean and I don't remember what exactly it was I don't remember where where it was but somehow I ended up with this shark tooth around my neck and I was like dangling around the whole freaking <laughs> like the whole time I was there and I just remember losing it. And I mean, I fucking tore up the entire fucking place <laughs> looking for it. And I mean, I was six what? and my parents were just like watching back. Like, I think I have an insane child, <laughs> a psychopath. <laughs> and I don't think I ever found it, but I just remember fucking tearing up every fucking thing in my life just <laughs> oh to go God. just to go find that shark tooth because I like I adored it somehow. But yeah, that that's one of the things I learned as a lesson now that I've like looked at in the past is 
I made sure like materialistic things I don't really hold sentimental value for anymore. Yeah, because then once you like lose it, it's not really valuable. Anymore. It's not as valuable anymore. You're like, eh, so what? I lost it. So what? So be it. Yeah. I can always get something more. I can always basically make more money and buy it again. It's like, okay, that's fine. It's like, it's not something really you should be like stressing about. Yeah. You know? And that's like, why. That's why I see. I think sentimental gifts are good and horrible at the same time because if you draw all your attention to the sentimental item, say like your past grandfather gave you a, let's say a hoodie or something, and you just like, you cannot stand and let it go because you need to hold some value and represent your grandpa. But guess what? Like, your grandpa is no longer with you. It's like one of those things that if you keep holding sentimental value to him and you just like keep going through life, you'll realize that you're just kind of like almost wasting your time. Essentially, it's kind of really hard to explain. But as soon as you lose that thing or something changes about it, you lose all the mental or uh, emotional control and you just like start going down this path of depression and all these other things. So it's, it's almost terrible to actually leave sentimental gifts unless you just leave them something that like they represents their life. And it's just something really simple, like nothing that's super extravagant, like a car or anything like that, but maybe a picture, like a picture frame perfectly fine like you can remember all the memories you had with them yeah mm -hmm. but if you lose that picture you can always hear stories from other people about his life or all the things you never heard about that he's actually done in his life and you're like you start to realize as well this is totally different though but you also start to realize when past relatives pass on and you start hearing all these different stories you start to make sense of the way they were before they passed on. It's it's weird how coincidental that is. And it's going to be the same thing for our parents. I know as crazy as it sounds, but as soon as our parents pass and we start hearing all these different stories about things, you're like, that makes a lot more fucking sense the way they are now versus what you think they are. They're just like, yeah, yeah your parents. Yeah. Okay. But then you start to realize I I haven't had any past relatives other than maybe my grandpa. That was the only one I really like knew knew, like my mom's grandpa and my mom's or not grandpa. Sorry, my mom's dad and my mom's mom. I never really knew them. Like I went to the funeral and everything, but I never even knew them. So I had no value towards them really, or expression towards them. I should say, but. I know as soon as you lose the person you were in contact with or in love with, essentially, or really good friends with, you start to hear all these different stories from everybody else who, like, come up to talk at the funeral home or whatever it is. And you start to recognize, wow, this person's just a person. And they came up with all these hard and they had all these hard upcomings and all these hard values that they had to really establish. And that's why they are the way they are is because they were taught that way and they had to learn themselves how to do that. Them because 
It's just like raising a child. There is no fucking guidebook because every child is different. It's I I'm not a father again. Like there's a lot of things I'm like talking about. Like that. I'm like I'm not there. You're a father somewhere. But I mean, (laughs) no, definitely not. But I mean, I've heard several several stories about people who are like. Being a father is really hard, but it's also the most rewarding thing at the same time. Or being a mother is really hard, especially on child labor. <laughs> That's probably the most hard you're going to get right at the beginning of the life. Yeah. And then it's like throughout your life, you just like experience all these different things. But you will never really experience it if you don't have kids. It's one of those things. Yeah, you can go do all these crazy shit in the world. Like go skydiving, go bungee jumping. Go build a fucking fancy ass car, do something else, but you'll never really experience what it's life until until you have your own kid, or you like really hold sentimental value towards some other kid or something. Basically, like a father figure almost, especially if you can't like have kids or something. Or, and then then there's the side where you are the husband or wife and you've always like known this one person your whole life and then all of a sudden they decide to leave for whatever whether it's like passed on or they decide to like divorce you or they just don't no longer want to be around you and especially as a man maybe maybe women as well but especially as a man is a man realized that he sacrificed so much for this woman or man or whatever it is. And then you start to realize I don't have that anymore. And same thing. It's like tying back with Kanye a little bit too. <laughs> like he start, you start literally going insane and you're like, I don't know what to do anymore because you used to have all this attention and like this one person you used to be in contact with and you no longer have that. So what are you supposed to do with your life? It's one of those things. A lot of people just end up like giving up. They no longer try. They no longer like go out and work out. No longer go find different things. But I'm going to tell you, like, there's always more people. It may not be the same, but you're never going to have that same thing with the same person or a different person. It's everybody's completely different. It's just one of those things. that's, That's like one of the things like you grow up. Everyone grows up as a different person depending on your environment, your family, your financial situation. I mean, obviously everyone's going to be different. Like, it's just like, just kind of like logic. Like nobody's going to have the same mindset as somebody else. That's why we're all different people. We all have different backgrounds. We're all culturally diverse in some sort of way. You know, it's like culture. But it's one of those things is also where it puts you to a test. Basically... Whoever this higher power is, is almost essentially putting you to a test. The time where it's the most hard is the time you grow the most, especially as a man, really fucking, really fucking a man, I should say. Really fucking a man. Really fucking a man. No. (laughs) If you are a man, yes, you would do that. But trauma, especially like Andrew Tate talks about this and all the other people like all the big influential male models, essentially not male models, but like male models as like mindset, they all talk about, and that's one of the things I do believe is when you're put to the test, you can only excel or you can fail. 
there is no meeting the standard. You can only go past that and completely fucking exceed that exception or that obstacle in your way. Or you can just give into it and just let your life be completely taken over by this. And it's one of the hardest. It's one of the hardest things. And I know I'll eventually I'll go through that in my, my life or everybody will eventually go through that in their life. Not everybody gets lucky. Like, yeah, some people get some lucky, but at the end of the day, they still have to go through their own hardships. They still have to do all these different things. What if there was a way where you could just go, wake up and be like, I got all this and this and this to do. I know exactly what this is going to happen. Like all these bad shit's going to happen this time. And I know my plan to do it. No, you just get put in the moment right there. Like you find out the bad news. You're like, fuck. Now I'm put to the test. You have to think that way. I think the best way to go about that is when you think about to yourself is like you wake up and you're like, if I get put through a bad situation, what am I going to do? And once you get in that bad situation, you're like, now I have some out of a plan. You're like prepared for it. So you're less likely to give up for it. Le- less likely to give up completely. And it's one of those where well, that's why I kind of have like, I have like multiple backup plans. Like I have like, like college is kind of like a certain plan. Like we'll call it plan a, and then let's just say maybe the podcast is plan B. Uh, another, my job is plan C, yada, 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 you know? And it's like, that's why like people save money. That's why they have like, um, a section for like, just in case they lose their job, um, you know, they'll have a certain amount of money for a couple months. That's why people should kind of develop those like backup plans. Like it's important because then if one thing fails and it's like completely like over, if you don't have something else to rely on. Because, you know, the rich have multiple incomes, but the poor just stick with one thing. And once that poor person loses their job, they're done because they have nothing else to look back on. They have nothing else to rely on. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where I think it's better to prepare for the worst. Literally prepare mm-hmm. for the worst. Yeah. And be like, if this happens, you have to say to yourself before it even happens push yourself and keep going. That's all you can say. Really, that's all you can say. Whatever happens happens in life. It doesn't matter what it is. It just matters how are you going to respond to it? Because you cannot control everything in your life. If you're a control and freak, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it will never happen. Like you will like have to learn not to be able to control everything. When you're starting like a like a business or something or let's just say, I don't know, you're doing sales, right? You call somebody, they say no. All right, you're gonna you're gonna end up failing. You're gonna end up having those no's. You're gonna end up having people reject you in life. Whether it's you ask out a girl, she says no. All right, so what? You know what I mean? So what? Push past it. There's exactly. not every chick's there's, the same. There's always gonna be a no. There's always gonna be a yes, and then there's always gonna be someone waiting for you to respond. And that's what I think we talked about. This. We already way talked about this. I know for a fact we talked about this where especially like women, especially is like where you have to realize that where you have 99 no's till you find the perfect one. We yeah. already talked about this before. One out of a hundred chance you might get that. Yes. 
Or maybe it's 50 out of 100. I mean, unless you're you Johnny Depp, then you get yeah. 100%. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Pete Brad Pitt, Br- Pete Davidson, Davidson, 100% success rate. <laughs> but then they fall back the worst when they hear rejection. Yeah. It's like one of those things is like, if you're used to feeling all the time, you get really fucking excited when you don't. Mm-hmm. When That's you, why people yeah. keep trying, you know? They they fail multiple times and that's okay because in life you're gonna fail, and that's why all these successful people, you know, they're wealthy, they're rich, they have power. They never started off with getting it handed to them, you know. They took multiple tries, they got multiple no's, they failed multiple times until they are where they are now. Like it, it just takes time, it takes patience, and it takes dedication. If you want to build success. Yeah. I mean, we can kind of leave it there, actually. Yeah. I mean. Don't give up, guys. Just keep going. Prepare for the worst, I always say. And, yeah. Enjoy yeah. your guys' day. Like, Well, this is episode 20. We got we got 80 more to go at yeah, least. Yeah, 80 more. At least 80 more to go. We're 20% there. Yeah, and then maybe we'll short face on an episode 100. We'll uh, upload everything. Face reveal. Face reveal on episode 100 if we get there. (laughs) That would be interesting. Or maybe like episode 50 or. No, episode 100, I think. 100? 100, 100, because then it's a lot of patience and it's a lot of drive. And I think it's better to teach patience than it is to teach everything. (laughs) (laughs) Like, here you go, here you go, here you go. It's like, you don't need all this. Like, you're not going to have it right now. Like, you need to teach patience because if you can't have it right now, you're going to appreciate when it's actually there. Exactly. Episode 100, be on the lookout. We're almost there. 20%. Might be a couple of years down the road, but we'll see. Maybe a year. Maybe we don't know. next year. Maybe this know. year. We will see. We will see. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you guys for watching. I hope you guys have a good day. And And we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out.